It's not just all about fishing anymore. More and more outdoor things to talk about, including a second annual event. That's a big one. Well, for the second straight year, the United Way Trap Tournament is coming. It's September 11th. We have Danae Alamano from the United Way of Bemidji here. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, normally, we're, this time of year, we're talking fishing, but we're getting more and more into the general outdoor stuff as we move along towards September. Mm-hmm. And this certainly falls into that realm, um, the trap shooting tournament. Second year for this, and it uh, sounds like it uh, was a really huge success first year. It was. Uh, actually, it became our top fundraising event in its first year. So wow. uh, it went over really well. It's obviously a great area to have something fun like this where you get to help a good cause and have fun uh, with with your your friends or coworkers, the event is coming up September 11th. Reason when you're on this week mm-hmm. is we are uh, about five days away from the registration deadline. We got to be in by August 31st. Right. Yes, and that is slightly flexible, but we're hoping that way we can plan out, uh, you know, how the teams will all uh, work during the tournament. But uh, it's teams of five, uh, and space is limited to 28 teams. Right now, we have 20 registered. Uh, and we're open for any, te- you know, students, adults, businesses, whoever wants to participate can. And our final scores are based on uh, top four scores on a, on a team of five. So each team shoots two rounds of 25 clays, and, uh, and then you bring your own gun and your own uh, eye and ear protection as well. But we have different levels, too, that uh, uh can register if you're inexperienced or if you're an intermediate or an experienced hunter um, or shooter. Um, you can register in that way. And then our winning categories are an individual high gun along with the top teams from first, second, and third place. Okay. And those those scores really change after you drop the low score, the low yeah. scoring person off of the list. So yeah. it's pretty fun to watch throughout and the tournament. That would likely be me <laughs> if I was on a team. Um, so this so this event is very very successful as you noted, um, and there are twenty teams registered. Mm-hmm. What if you just want to shoot, but you don't really know a lot of people? You can't put together a team. Can you register as an individual? Yeah, you can register as an individual. Last year we had I think three people register individually, and all of them ended up on a team. We thought we might just put together a you know grab somebody else and put it together a team, but uh, they ended up needed on other on other teams that only had four people so they got to add to those scores so if you've got a team of four people or mm-hmm. three people and you don't necessarily have five that might mm-hmm. work out anyway yeah it really might actually i know my husband wants to participate but hasn't found a team yet so he, i know we have one in the <laughs> one okay. registered by himself ready to to join a team it's the United Way of the Bemidji Area's second annual trap shooting tournament. More details with Danae Alamano coming up next. Danae Alamano making her first ever appearance on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country and or Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Because we are talking about the United Way second annual trap shooting tournament coming up September 11th. Registration deadline is Friday this week, the 31st. So how much is registration? How do you 
go about it? It's $500 per team, and that includes uh, your ammo and clays and a meal. So after you shoot, uh, you'll head over to Lazy Jack's, and they're going to have a really nice meal there and a silent auction, and then we'll do awards after everybody's done shooting over there. Okay. And so if you register an individual, I presume that's $100. Yep, exactly. And that'll still include all of those, the the ammo, the registration fee too. So it's everything's included uh, except if you want to buy a beer at Lazy Jacks, you got to do that on your <laughs> okay. on your own. But and, and it's a it's on September 11th. What day of the week is that? That's a Tuesday. Okay. Yep. And uh, registration starts at three, and we have a safety meeting at four o'clock. Um, but during that three to four o'clock time, if you want to do a practice round, you're welcome to do that too. And we start the tournament at four thirty. And where's it at? It's out uh, at the. Trap and Skeet Club on 89. Oh, the uh, new the one. The new one, yes. Okay. Yep. So you get to check out the new park, too. Right. If you uh, haven't been out there yet, it's a good opportunity to check that out. Right. Why do you think it was so successful? Well, I think that this is a different group of people uh, getting to be involved in the United Way. You know, we're we're often doing, like, the chili cook-offs over a lunch period during the business hours, and we're, we're often hitting up businesses. And not that businesses didn't join this as well, but... Uh, I think, I mean, we're in northern Minnesota, so you got a lot of people that like to shoot. Uh, and this is a great way for them to not only get to do that, but also give to a great cause and help our community. And everything goes to the United Way. Yep, all proceeds go to the United Way. All mm-hmm. right. Now, uh, I know one of the guys that was very involved in this last year was Michael Stitzworth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I assume he's still involved. Oh, yeah, he is. Actually, the... the um, top team is going to receive not only their trophy, but also uh, some gift cards from Mike. Um, Mike's also on our board of directors and um, really a great advocate for the United Way and the great work we do in Bemidji. But yeah, he will be there with the team and uh, there'll be some, if you want, if you want to win some uh, gift cards to Stitzworth Meats, you got to be the high score. You got to be the top dog. (laughs) All right. And again, uh, you're hoping to have uh, everybody signed up by Friday. Yes. That would be ideal for us. And we have eight eight more teams to go. Can you do that online, did you say? You can, yep. Our, our website is unitedwaybemidji.org, and it's under events. Okay. And that's uh, like, well, we had the wine and beer tasting already, mm-hmm. and then this one, and then it really gets crazy after that. It does. Chili Cook-Off launches all the workplace campaigns where businesses are rallying uh, their own their own coworkers and employees to, to give to the United Way and let everybody be a part of the impact we make. Okay. And again, September 11th, the second annual United Way of the Bemidji Area Trap Shooting Tournament Mm -hmm. at the new uh, shooting club on Highway 89. Register by October 31st. If possible, do that online. And if anybody has any questions, they can just call you at the United Way. Definitely, yep. Okay, what's the number again? 444-8929. All right. 20 registered teams right now. They have a maximum of 28, so eight teams uh, still available and individuals as well. Mm-hmm. 500 if you bring your team, 100 if you want to register as an individual. You got it. Thank All you. All right. Danae from the United Way, thank you. Up next, we asked the aquatic biologist about culinary preferences. Not ours, the fishes. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Ask the aquatic biologist. 
Time for another question for our aquatic biologist, Dr. Andrew Hafes out of Minji State University. Andy, one of the great puzzles the angler has to solve is what to put in front of a fish's nose and mouth. Uh, key question, because it always seems to change. This time of year they like this, this time of year they like that. Why do fish seem to like different types of bait at different times of the year? You know, these the fishing questions are really challenging. <laughs> I look at this question and I bet if you bring a guide in they could really explain why they're you know doing things like that and they probably yeah. know which baits are better at which types of oh, yeah. a lot better than than I do. Um, that being said the way that I think about this and why a fish would eat a certain type of prey at a certain time of the year it's all about them trying to maximize their intake with the least amount of effort. It's like they want to be sitting on a couch eating a bag of Doritos, right? It's very... So do I. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's just so simple to do. And if fish could do that, they would, right? It's just that uh, it's a difficult world out there for them, right? And okay. they're struggling to get prey. So certain times of the year, uh, maybe a certain prey is very available to them and they're going to target it, right? Uh, but really, they want to be able to capture something easily and get a bunch of energy from it well they're limiting their risk to predation so they want to limit risk as well so you try to balance those types of things and, and what complicates it with fish is that those dynamics are changing in relation to temperature so while I for example do the best you know from 18 to 22 degrees Celsius or you know in that range so that's when they can really feed effectively and put on a lot of weight when it gets colder or warmer than that, it changes how, how much energy they need to be active. Okay. So to catch the same prey early in the spring, it might not be worth the risk anymore, or the, it, might, it might cost them too much energy to actually do it. Same thing later in the year. So when you think about it getting really warm late in, this, in the summer, uh, they can't, maybe they can't chase around the perch anymore because they'll expend too much energy themselves doing that during those heat waves. And they might have to wait for a leech or something like that, where they can just sit there and move around real slow and, and pick it up. Okay. So I think that's the big issue that's causing them to switch from fish-based to invertebrate-based preys is those energy dynamics and risks. And, of course, they're not thinking about these things. It's just something they do. And we know that when there's plenty of minnows around early spring they're right in front of their face so that's what they they that's their easy thought that's their instinctive thing is to go for the minnow so sure. that's maybe why you go to leech later in the year possibly it, the, the, the question you brought up there about them thinking that's interesting to, to think about itself yeah right? i mean are they capable of a thought process or are they just reacting to things i, I think right on the very, very short term, maybe they can make decisions. I, I, don't, <laughs> I need to read a lot more about uh, brain capacity of fish and things I, like that. But, yeah, I think their internal metabolism, right, and how that responds to temp temperature, that's a natural thing that just happens to them. And, you know, they're also opportunistic. If you put a big Cisco in front of a fish and it's just laying there, they're, they're going to eat it, you yeah. know, because it's yeah. a stick of butter swimming around. But. Yeah, they're reacting to certain things that are going on, and that reaction, you know, the prey that are available and how they're reacting to them is related to their internal metabolism. Okay. I've always wondered why crawlers work, because as far as I know, 
there aren't night crawlers in the water naturally. Right. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of worm-type things down there. I've I've never seen one as as large as a night crawler, for sure. So... um, so then it made me just, wow, I can't believe this beautiful thing is right in front of me. It wiggles the right way, right? It, I mean, it looks attractive. It looks like some invertebrates that are present down there, and it, it can't swim away from them. Right. <laughs> right? So there's lots of good things yeah. going on there. Well, and I think the, you say, you know, they're, they're very hungry in the spring after spawning. You're right. The summer, it's totally different. But then the fall, they're getting ready for a long winter. Sure. So they're just pounding the food then, too. Right. Yeah, and right before that uh, winter comes, to you're back in that optimal temperature range where they're really, you know, putting on feed bag again. And, and reproductive phases also play a role, too. Right after they get done spawning, they want to, you know, get all that energy back right away, too. So, And those are triggers that happen inside their body internally, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's an int- it's always interesting to try to think of what the fish are thinking of. Right. It's right. And it, like I said, it really comes down to them trying to maximize their intake while minimizing output. And sometimes of the year that requires them to swim around, mm-hmm. and other times of the year that requires them to stay very stationary. And that's okay. all related to temperature changes and, and things like that. So, I what was what is bothering me about myself is I am maximizing intake and not doing much output either too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very easy for humans to get the intake right. Yes, <laughs> so maybe too we've perfected easy. that. <laughs> Andy, as always, thanks for your time today. All right. Fish and bombardier country. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.